0: You're listening to Politics Explained. Back to basics in the political sandpit with Rodney Hyde and Tane Webster. You're on Rally Check Radio. It's Real Talk with Rodney Hyde. Oh, my goodness. It's Tane Webster. Politics Explained. (laughs) How do you explain this to someone? What is going on in New Zealand? Do you know, Tane, voting started on the 2nd of October. You know, they let you vote early so you can speed things up. We had election day on the fourteenth of October a month ago. Still haven't got a government.
1: Yeah, we're in a we're in our second uh season already. It's the negotiation season now. <laughs> well, I think
0: it's a shocking look for the government, the new government, and it's Rather poor for the for the country. I mean, I we can make jokes about it in the sense that, you know, there's no government, so no damage is being done, there's no politician trying to do stuff. But it does look banana republic. And you wouldn't mind if you had a sense that they were in there negotiating the next three years and how they're gonna get New Zealand into shape. Mm. But what we're learning is they can't even agree where they're meeting. You know, that that they they they're putting on a brave face, but we had the spectacle this week of Mr. Luxon and Mr. Seymour flying to Wellington expecting to meet Mr. Peters, his own caucus flying down there and there was some miscommunication and then they whipped around and flew back to Auckland. Now, a month after the election, they're still struggling to meet up. That's not great communication. That's not like dotting the I's and crossing the T's. Um, Something's not right in the process.
1: Yeah, although I did see that, who was it, Shane Jones showing some support for... Uh, acts proposed treaty referendum that was in the news. I mean, that's that's a positive sign of some. Well, it's a positive sign, but it's Shane Jones,
0: not the leader, and it's not David Seymour. Um, and David Seymour expressed his frustration this week. Um, and again, I didn't think that was wise speaking publicly about being frustrated with one member of yeah. the team. I mean, this is a government that has to make quick decisions and quick judgments as they go through the next three years and have to build a very good working relationship. And it would seem that they haven't been able to do that uh, thus far. Um, It's very difficult because it's a three-way thing, you know, where... um, Mr. Luxon requires both for everything. And it's going to be not just negotiating with New Zealand first and then negotiation, negotiating with ACT. It's going to be ACT saying, well, you show me yours and I'll show you ours, if you know what I mean. It's, it's so difficult. And clearly, um, it's not working because you'd sit down you'd lock yourself in a room and for the sake of the country, you would work until you had it done. Decent people would have had it all pretty much done before the specials were counted Mm. and then said, look, if the specials come in and we need you, Mr. Peters, we'll come over the top and work it again. It seems to me they sat on their hands until specials were in. And then again, once the specials were in, You'd go into a room, you'd close the door, and we'd say, we've got to get this done, fellas. Ladies and gentlemen, it's do-it time. And if it's going to take three days, that's a lot. It will take three days. But you can't be fluffing around, flying back between Auckland and Wellington um, when you've had an election and people are expecting change. They're expecting something. Now, I'm not pointing the finger at anyone i just just pointing the finger that this is a very difficult coalition to manage. Um, yeah. I don't envy Mr. Luxon at all, because um, he's got a tough job with these two parties. So I think it's off to a very poor start. I think they've fallen behind. Um, you know, you get the excitement of a change of government, particularly us who so desperately wanted it, and then a nothing.
1: Well, Uh, then Chris
0: Hopkins gets re-sworn in. What is it? Yeah, yeah, and uh, stand-in ministers are off to APEC. I mean, it used to be that you'd have an election and there'd be 100 days of excitement. Well, we've had 30 days of nothing. Literally, a third of that 100 days is gone and we haven't even been sworn in. But more disturbing still are the media Oh my goodness, look how you put up with these people as a politician these days. In in Stuff Magazine yesterday, they had oh we had an 18-second stand-up media scrum with Mr. Luxon as he was rushing through the airport, and they got to ask questions in 18 sec- seconds of Mr. Luxon. Now, think about all the questions you'd ask. You got a you got a soundbite, you're wanting a soundbite. Wouldn't you say something like Have you made good progress? Or what progress have you made? Is there anything you can tell us? Um, Have you got a date? Um, Are you confident you'll be prime minister? You know, these are are reasonable questions. (laughs) I want to read you the first question. This is Tover O'Brien talking yesterday. Question one came from News Hub's Amelia Wade. So this is old TV3. Quote, did you overestimate your negotiating skills? So the question is a total put down yeah. of the Prime Minister-elect. And there's no proper answer to it, other than to brush it aside. But what self-respecting journalist would ask that? Oh, and he, you know, he says we've we've had a. Then stuff had a question. Now wait for it. This is from Stuff, you know, our Highly experienced
1: and qualified. Just to, to clarify for listeners, people. the thing with that first question is that, that people need to understand is no matter how, yes or no, you're screwed either way. So that's that's a loaded question designed it's to. Loaded,
0: them it's a loaded question putting you offside and they're just trying to trick you into a stupid comment. Stuff says this Has the co- to Mr. Luxon, the Prime Minister elect, has the coalition deal been a victim of your inexperience? Again, it's a total put-down. It's like these smart, clever journalists, oh, they would have had it all sewn up. And, like, how do they expect a person to answer that other than angrily or to brush it off? Um, And then, finally, there's a question from News Hub again. This is the third question. Is this starting to get embarrassing for you? Now, did we ever see questions like that put to Jacinda Ardern?
1: Yeah. Never,
0: ever. So poor Mr. Luxon has got the media asking these asinine questions, sort of of the nature of, have you stopped beating your wife yet? And then reporting on how hopeless he is by virtue of the questions that they ask. He's struggling with these two um, coalition partners to get a deal together. And meanwhile, the country is, because of years of neglect and an accelerated decline under Jacinda Ardern, we're falling off an economic, social, and cultural cliff as we become more divided and our economic outlook worsens.
1: It feels like it's a weird they're creating the same media dynamic that exists in america where it's like the the right wing or the center right the media is their enemy yes media is your enemy and so that it's like the same thing happening here now
0: yes and um they are framing they're not trying to elicit news and report it. They're not trying to find out what's happening. Um, They're running a, um, I mean, they're the questions that even an opposition wouldn't put at this stage of the election cycle, because even an opposition will say, look, it looks bad if you launch into them day one. (laughs) I always used to, and I was wrong, because it does look bad, because everyone wants to give a new government a fair go. It's the Kiwi way. Right. So the opposition actually go away and be quiet for six months and work on how they can do better because they're in opposition. They don't start day one, all guns firing, because it looks looks petty. It looks petty and it's not a fair go. And look, they won the election, rightly or wrongly, there was an election held and they won it. And we all wish them the very best. Right? That's what democracy is all about. So the opposition, no, Chris Hipkins is not getting launched in, is not launching into them. The jolly media are. Oh, did you overestimate your negotiating skills? Can you imagine how insulting that is as a question to anyone? Even if it's true, you don't ask it in that way. You say, look, is it tougher than you thought? What are the sticking points? Why is it taking so long?
1: Also, isn't isn't a weird consideration here, excuse me if I'm wrong, but he could make their lives uh, difficult. How? Well, I'm not sure. Just over the next three years, I'm sure there's there's ways.
0: I I bet he would like to, but unfortunately, while we dismiss the news uh, as legacy media and being partisan, it still influences us because yeah. we still flick over the headlines, mm-hmm. and we form a picture. We've formed a picture of what's happening in these coalition a, a, a deals entirely by the headlines.
1: Well, not just that. We know other things, but yeah, it's it's well, a bit
0: of a you know. Look, I, I I truly don't. I have no insight. No. So my I I can speak for myself. I'm driven entirely by the headlines, even though I know. <laughs> they're framing it and making a negative point. And so I can imagine um you could write if you were if you were a national party um fan boy, you'd be writing up saying, Oh, this just shows you how, you know, how well thought out they're doing the uh, they're doing the deal. They're getting all their T's crossed and their eyes dotted, you know, but it's being framed negatively and again. This is Mr. Luxon's problem because he's allowed the media to seize the initiative by not getting this deal. No fault of his own, probably, but because he hasn't got the deal, they are filling the vacuum and they're making him look weak and inexperienced. If he had cracked the deal within a week and said, here's what we're doing for the next 100 days, they would be scrabbling to catch up. So that's how he would make their life hell by doing actually a good job. Well then
1: they'd probably say oh look what you've conceded by negot- no, we're not negotiating hard enough or something.
0: Yeah but there's a funny thing right because what happens in politics is nothing beats movement nothing beats actually announcing things nothing beats doing stuff um, because when you're doing stuff you're honour bound to be reporting it and it's the doing of stuff that people then talk about Do you follow me? So, look, you could be um, – there's nothing worse than not doing stuff and letting the discussion about politics be formed by your opposition or by the media. So he has to say, these are the 10 things that we've agreed to in our coalition agreement, and these are the things that we're going to be doing over the next 100 days to implement them. Now, if that happened, that's what you and I would be talking about. We'd be debating them. We'd be discussing them. We'd be trying to decide whether they were good or not. That's what Mr. Luxon needs to be doing. Unfortunately, nothing is happening. And I think he should concede a lot. I actually think that he has to bend over backwards. Why? Because he's got to seize the initiative and make a virtue of it. And his supporters and those who voted with him will say, well, look, um he's Prime Minister, he's made the call, he's got these people on side, and that means giving enormous part of New Zealand First into the ACT Party. He needs to do that because he needs to get momentum, and he hasn't got options otherwise. If he doesn't get momentum, he's stalled before he st- starts. And it's that old story about um, getting on with it is better than um, talking about it that Georgie Patton's great line, you know, a plan implemented violently, to half-thought-through plan uh, implemented violently immediately is far better than a well-thought-through one. They're overthinking it. They need to get going. And look, Winston Peters and David Seymour, their party's got a significant chunk of the vote, and National needs them. And they campaigned on some strong issues, whether you agree with them or not. Um... national needs to say, okay, that's it, we're in, and get on with it. Because once they've done the agreement, Chris Luxon's in charge. He's the prime minister. At the moment, he's not in charge, and he's being led around the paddock by the nose, in my humble view. And I have the utmost respect for him because he's the prime minister, and I wish him every success, and I wish him every bit of luck. And, And he's clearly got some skill, just like Jacinda Ardern did, and Helen Clark did, and John Key did. Why? Because they're Prime Minister. You know, you don't get to be Prime Minister without having a talent and a skill. So let's get on with it for the sake of the country. Yeah. That's my humble view. Please, Mr. Luxon, if you tuned in because you've got nothing else to do to RCR, (laughs) get on with it. You know, because you're going to be busy for the next three years. The other thing, Tani, is how quickly for a government the three years passes. You know, to 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 turn a department around, to turn the country around, to um, change course. Oh my goodness! Just to get a piece of legislation through. You know, it takes months and months and months. Mm -hmm. Um, to go through the process. Well,
1: that's something we've talked about on the uh, other episodes about how there's this permanent state of the the departments and everything. They've got to get changed as well.
0: Yes. So, And they've got to be told before Christmas what's happening for the next three years so they can spend January figuring out how they're going to do it Um, and then hit the deck running in, you know, late January, early February, and then things get moving. It would be a wonderful feeling if we had that. Even – Sometimes even going in the wrong direction is a good thing. You know what I mean? I know that sounds perverse. But, but at actually, least you're moving. Yeah, wow. and you can correct. You can correct the course, you know. But this doing nothing is um, erodes a lot of confidence. We don't know. No, you, You're in business now, and you're thinking, oh, over Christmas I'll need to be making decisions about whether I invest in New Zealand or not well you got no sense of it no sense at all what's going to happen and so you hold off because you don't have that confidence it's very very important before christmas to give a sense of direction and purpose for business confidence to invest in new zealand because that means jobs and growth mm. and if they don't have that confidence they won't invest they don't have no one has to invest in new zealand no one has to invest in a business in new zealand uh, we want them to, but that means actually having a confidence in the direction and the shape of this government that's not an evidence. Um, and don't forget, it could all fall apart, we could have another election, you know, because they can't get agreement. And so, how can you invest into those conditions again? Mm-hmm. We need a government, we need it fast. There you have it. Our Tane Webster and I, our politics explained. Remember, you might disagree. Well, it's politics, so everyone can have an opinion. And I have no special insight. So please send us a text at 2057. Email us at inbox at Tane, I wonder if we're talking about the same thing next week. <laughs> I
1: kid you not. not. We'll see.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I kid you not, right? You want to you make a know? prediction?
1: You want to make a prediction? Yes,
0: Yes. That we will still be talking about it? Yes. All right. Okay, there we go. I'll eat humble pie next week. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye.
1: You're listening to
0: Politics Explained. Back to basics in the political sandpit with Rodney Hyde and Tane Webster.